Hello and welcome to this episode of Demystified as we explore home cooking in a modern world. Today. You are so tired. Yes. You have been non-stop in the kitchen. Yes, not only in this state. No, I know. Yeah, I jumped on a plane yesterday and went up to Sydney and had a play with another chef. So, that was good. Was good Is there ever a sort of a chef off? No. That's a weird statement. Don't say that again. I, don't think, <laughs> I, know, I was thinking, oh, it sounds awful. No, no, it was good, it was good to um, get out and amongst like-minded people and it's always good to bounce ideas off those in a similar position so that was good it's it's also interesting to see how people interpret you know what good looks like from the food perspective and stuff like that so Mm. that was good it's good just a quick that's a very quick jaunt considering this year up up and back in a day with a couple of functions in between so and one tomorrow as well one tomorrow yeah busy been busy busy in yeah lots of baking today so a few things that i'm going to actually well i shouldn't say this but considering it's for my day job Shh. but um i don't think anyone will tell no well, it's good to it's good to test these things out in my day job and see what refinement it needs and then we'll put it up on cooking mistake <laughs> <laughs> Well, I must say, those little cupcakes that you made looked amazing, and that was good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, cupcakes aren't the most challenging thing going around, really. For some people, they're not. For others, mm. they just looked amazing. And uh, it's all in the... It's, a, it's a, just amazing the way you get them just so consistent. I'm always... Oh, impressed. you haven't seen them. When I... Oh. The cupcakes were the last thing I made, and they're hardly consistent. Oh, really? Yeah, you got to see the nicest one. <laughs> <laughs> It did look it's good. just a I thought a whole plat of those and anyone would be like super impressed what's a plat um, <laughs> I know we're all tired it's Friday afternoon and we just my goodness what a year hey mm. so yeah no, a few uh, I think there's a couple of things that I did which we haven't done on the on the site so a couple of like classics and I found a um, little sort of pastry supply shop over at the market they've got some specific molds there to do some very specific uh, baking um, and a couple of very classic French things like a madeleine which I love like Mm. they're just you've got to have them hot they've got to be freshly baked with a coffee they're delicious Um, and very simple to make but I think the key with something like that is is in the eating it's not hard to make but it's really in there. You've got to eat them at just the right moment. Because when they get cold, they're not that good. And if they're too hot, they're not that good. So it's just finding that moment. But a couple of those classics, I, I really... They don't take long to bake. Um, so it's a good one if you got... I mean, you often have people just sort mm. of do the... And you can leave the mixture sitting in the fridge for quite a few days. That's a really good idea. Because now, this time of the year, until probably kids go back to school a little bit it's quite common that you'll have people just pop in mm. and you get a heads up that there's a, a little bit of time or you can have something ready 
Yeah, well, and it's sort of ready and sort of not. But it's, yeah, but I know that I can do scones really quickly. I know yeah. I can do Anzacs really quickly. Can you? <laughs> well, they look like, could be, but I do know that there's some things that I can fall back on. Yeah, that but that, they're, they're ideal because you make the mixture well in advance. You can sit in the fridge for quite a few days. So what's in the batter of a madeleine? Why, why can it do that? Oh, I'm putting you on the spot, yeah. sorry. Okay, sorry. Almond, oh, almond meal. Um, lots of butter. Lots of melted butter. I can't, like, I haven't, I'd have to go through my... Okay, sorry. My not files. Like, it's not like you... No, I, well, it's only you because are, I saw the Madeline moulds today because they're in a, it's a very specific mould. Yeah, shallow. They're quite shallow, but they've yeah. got, yeah, quite yeah, a It's almost like a... Shell. Seashell, yeah. yeah. Um, so those... Um, Canelé is another thing which we'll explore down the track, which is a very classic French thing. That's a bit takes a bit of technique, but another. I don't know why. It's probably because I've been baking, so just all I've got day. baking, 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 baking all things day in my head. Six a.m. Yes. Yeah. So like, uh, what else did we do? I don't know if we've done friands on the on the website, uh, and they're another really good one. So similar to a financier mix which we have done mm-hmm. you're looking surprised I, am, I'm going, oh, <laughs> I know I'm but going I know like I know we have done financiers yeah. before but um, so we might do some frowns and frowns are, are again in a specific mold mm-hmm. um, but it's not like you need to spend a fortune on all these tins and stuff like I, they were six bucks eight bucks or something like that give them a but I think the it's helpful to like know that this is almond meal because not everybody has that in their cupboards. So if you're thinking ahead, yeah, this is the time of the year to plan and get some of those ingredients when you're out shopping. Oh, well, I mean, I could, yeah, if, almond meal is probably not the the one that you always have on hand no, potentially. But, but you want to make some friol. Yeah, but if like madeleines, you want to make some madeleines. Yeah, or butter, yeah. flour, yeah. sugar, eggs. If you've got those couple of things then you're more than three quarters of the way there a little bit of lemon zest or you know you can do whatever you like with it i can't remember the madeline mix off the top of my head i've made a hundred thousand of them but i can't remember it i think when i first met you you were making them yeah and they were yeah yeah they're just it's a i know there's a pastry chef in france who's very specific about when people come in you know, come in for a coffee and it's, he's just running a cafe, but he's very, very specific. I can't remember his name, but very specific about what, what temperature they're served at. And it can't, they can't be reheated. It's just going to be straight out of the oven baked. Oh, so, really? Yeah. So we'll do, yeah, I'll do some of those things. Um, well, probably over the coming weeks actually, because it won't take too long to film and all the rest of it. We might do a bit of a series on like little baked treats or stuff. Who knows? I don't know. We'll come up with something. But so yeah, we'll do that. And we've got some. Uh, and Joel's going to do a whole big yes, thing for us. Yes. So he's going to do a big update, and there'll be a big newsletter coming. What's the date? Next week. Next week. Yeah, next, next week. week. Book promo and all sorts of other palaver. So. Yes. That's the, all coming. Yes. Um, I have never asked you about trifle. And it just popped into my head then. Okay, weird, right? Well, not weird because it's one of those desserts that I just uh, on my like I'm not as you know I'm not really that great with social media, but on my uh, 
Facebook feed, I'd be getting a lot of these instant, never been better, make it every day sort of like comments for little recipes. Mm -hmm. And they normally involve fruit, condensed milk, sour cream or cream. Yeah. And then some other kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, I'm just thinking, are they really? That just looks like a loose trifle of sorts. And I thought, one of my old favourite, yeah, one of the things I love taking having presented or someone bringing is and when you said the other day in another podcast tell people what to do for desserts yeah. a trifle is one of those things that yeah. I think people look spectacular not that difficult no can do it in advance and you can like also with something like that you can make it like you could if you want to level it up and make it a little bit better it's quite easy to do that so tradition my understanding of trifle traditional trifles will have a custard of sorts in them um i've got very bad memories of a trifle oh really yeah so i grew up next to greek neighbors and some of my fondest food memories are from them and also some of my oh (laughs) not so not so and because what they did was they used to soak their trifle in booze and when you're young, <laughs> it's quite overwhelming. So there yeah. was quite a lot of, I think the uh, the sponge or the biscuit they used or whatever they used mm. in their trifle was soaked in booze. And I, I can almost taste it now. Like it's very, very distinct to me. Yeah. Um, so, but, you know, you can, you could go and buy custard powder, right? And just make a custard or you could make a, you know, vanilla bean custard and add some flavourings to it and, you know, some lime leaf and ginger and spice or whatever. Like, you could actually make it crispy. You can actually buy it in dairy shops too. Okay, I didn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, But, yeah, so custard, some sort of sponge is my understanding. Um, And jelly. Yes. See, that is a long forgotten, often overlooked. Yeah. Yummy dessert. Fruit. Yes. Cream. Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely from the last discussion, what would be a good... And because it can be a showstopper. The the thing is, I think often what people do with something like that is uh, I think they can lose their way in like... I've seen all manner of trifles and things like pavlovas and all those sort of, you know, fruit cream based... Mm. desserts because really like as my partner says pavlova is just a vehicle to carry cream like I know she does <laughs> same with scones yeah it's the reason she loves yeah, yeah, scones yeah she, lo- yeah. she loves scones yeah. but not because of the scones because no. of the cream um, but I think what you can do is um, if you maybe shrink down the fruits that you're using so focusing on one or two fruits depending on where you are seasonally and all the rest of it so I wouldn't be doing the whole mixture of things. Like, I like the idea of, like, if you're going to do a trifle, I like the idea of custard, a a berry-based jelly, and raspberries and strawberries. Mm. Like, rather than trying to, you know, everyone's seen the pavlova, which is very common, especially at Christmas here. Everyone's seen the pavlova with 98 different fruits on it. Mm -hmm. You know, I actually like the idea of, just honing in on one or two you know make your pavlova like why wouldn't you just make it mango and passion fruit yeah you know 
and you can they, 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 yeah I think just refining down the flavours is maybe worth exploring a little bit well, I think my memory of trifle is the same as yours. Yeah. My only Margaret was the one famous. I, I don't in even our know what what booze people used. I can't. Uh, brandy. Okay, there in you go. In my family, it was brandy, and yeah. so only Margaret would uh, soak in a lot of brandy. Yeah. Um, Very jarring. Sponge. Yeah, yeah, sponge. It was, and it was uh, the old. Um, the fruit was the tins of uh, fruit salad. Yeah. Yeah. So nothing was. Um, you know, everything. This is now. So this is back. You know, two hundred years ago when I was uh, a young kid. Yeah. But uh, it was it was a fruit salad from tins. Yeah. It was really heavily soaked sponge. It was handmade custard, and sometimes it was so tough that the spoon would yeah. spring <laughs> back off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that was it was always interesting, and sometimes it was really runny. Yeah. Um, but most times she had it pretty well now, and then it was either red. If it was Christmas, it was red and green jelly chopped up into pieces. Oh, yeah, okay. Look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, fancy. Otherwise, it was just one flavour of jelly. Um, that's, a, actually, that's actually a, a, a topic. And then bung of cream. A topic we, sh- we, we might explore in the not-too-distant future is how to use gelatin and agar-agar and, and thickening agents like that and how to understand the right ratios for what you're doing. That's a really good idea because I've never even heard you mention agar agar. Yeah, I'll, yeah, because a lot of people these days, because gelatin isn't, uh, it comes from animal hooves, uh, so it isn't vegetarian. No, no, it's or right. Or vegan for that matter. Um, so so there's not. a lot of substitutes now, uh, especially oh, okay. seaweed so know, and, yeah. okay. you know, you, yeah. there's all sorts of gel and gums and all manner of thickening agents which you can use. Um, but you need to be, you need to understand. And even if you are using gelatin, like I use gelatin, whatever. Um, also understanding that, because some of that stuff I think can confuse people. Because powder gelatin is different to leaf gelatin. Mm. And within leaf gelatin, if you actually look closely at the packet, they'll have silver grade, gold grade, titanium grade. And supposedly all of those have different setting uh, not points, but they have a different setting consistency depending on which grade of gelatin you buy, mm-hmm. which is an absolute lie, just in case anyone's listening. Oh. Silver leaf gelatin and titanium leaf gelatin. Titanium is generally the most expensive. Mm. They do exactly the same thing. Oh, wow. Okay. But it's the weight of the gelatin that you need to know. And, and when to add it to things. You add leaf gelatin to something that's really hot, it will separate and you'll end up with a layer of clear jelly and then let's say you're trying to set a, like a panna cotta, mm-hmm. as exactly, another good Christmas dessert. Oh. Um, you're yes. trying to set a panna cotta. If you add that gelatin when it's really yes. hot, it will separate from the cream and the milk and you end up with a clear layer of jelly and then a sort of semi, not even that nice panna cotta wobble set of the cream. And- I actually think this is not just a podcast, Paul. I think this is a tutorial. Could be. Because you make a fantastic panna cotta and it's one of my faves. Yeah, and there's and some of those uh, and some of those thickening agents you need to too. See, I think you need to see it sometimes. Yeah. I don't think you can just talk about it like, mm. you know. Some of those thickening like agents this. too, um, especially the more sort of modern ones, if you like, although they're not modern because they've been used in bulk food manufacturer for eons. Mm. Um, it's just that they're now more accessible to people. But some of those... You can also have a 
something that is set but serve it warm. So with gelatin, if you heat it, it will melt. But with some of the other setting agents, uh, it won't melt if it's warm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Some you can blend into make like what they call fluid gels. So it's like a thickish puree, but you use a minute amount and you make essentially what you would term as a jelly and you can blend it and it makes a really silky puree and you can serve it warm. So it's got a thicker mouthfeel. So you can take something like beetroot juice, which is very liquid. Mm. You can set it and then blend it and you've got a beetroot puree that is the purest of purees because it's just beetroot juice and you haven't cooked off any of the flavour. Okay, or colour or anything. Yeah. Well, I think that is definitely a tutorial because seeing You just don't want to do a podcast because you don't know anything about it. (laughs) (laughs) And I can watch. But I think that's one of the things I know I always learn from watching what you do as much as uh, talking to you and then hitting you up afterwards going, okay, show me. So I liked it with the eggs when you showed me the fried eggs. That was really interesting because that worked really well. And now that's how I do them. Oh, very good. No? Yeah. And I said, Dougie, this is a new way. Doug's like, no, you crank the heat up. I said, no, no, we've been wrong. And I made them and we're like, oh, that's really good. (laughs) (laughs) So so sometimes... I love how how hard Doug is to convince of these things Well, you saw him today and he said, uh, it's not the best thing you've made, but, you know, you make make better things. Yeah, but that's true. Yeah, I know that. but yeah, it's it's funny, isn't it? But mm. I do like the idea of a, that being a tutorial because that's something that I I have never really comfortably cooked with gelatin because I just don't know how to use it properly mm. when I'm doing. So I will, if I'm making a trifle, I will just go the aeroplane jelly. Yeah. And uh, I don't use the tin fruit. I do buy fresh fruit. Yeah. But uh, we have moved on from the 1960s, thank goodness. But. Um, but I will still go for yeah, Foster's custard powder and make my custard. Yeah, and look, and if you want that. plain jelly. Yeah. And that's how my Auntie Margaret made it. And she sometimes put walnuts in. And that's, that's walnuts, weird. Walnuts with the brandy was like my, oh, no, I'm not touching that one. Yeah, yeah that's a bit weird. No. But just, hey, look, I mean, if there's nothing wrong with. You can put anything in. You can yeah. do different varieties of trifle. You can have chocolate chips and. I, I like how, in. yeah, I like how some of these things. Um, realistically like how some of these things end up becoming something else with its own trendy name now i know there's probably a few people out there that are going to get a bit cranky with what i'm about to say but if you look at things like your trifle your pavlova da, 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 all of a sudden if you decide to smash it all up and make it look like something a bit messy it's now a trendy eaten mess yeah you know well, what i mean that's like, what i love about the pavlova because when yeah. i make a pav if it doesn't if it, work... I can just put it all into a big glass, bowl, yeah. smash it up, mix yeah. it with cream and fruit. It's going to house it a look anyway. Yep. And say... It's an eat mess. Eat mess. Yep. Happy days. Exactly. And it looks good. Yeah. Particularly if it's got fresh fruit going through it, like strawberries or something. Yeah. Very so, colourful. Yeah. So, so good, it is a good way of masking um, disasters. Mm. But I think, um, like, even if... And, and that's probably a good hack for, you know, a shortcut for Christmas... There's nothing wrong with using aeroplane jelly, right? Like what? There's the a, what? There's nothing. Of course not. No. Yeah, but well, like jelly, I mean, any jelly. I just know aeroplane because yeah. that's the one we grew up with. Well, that's but. the one everyone, well, everyone in Australia grew up with. But there's nothing particularly wrong with that. But if you want your jelly to be, 
Yeah, if you want to make proper it to fruit flavoured. <laughs> what? What? Well, I'm not accusing <laughs> anyone who makes aeroplane jelly that there isn't a whole lot of fruit in there. I'm not 100 percent sure that no. there is or isn't. But we're not saying anything bad about it because no. we love it. But but if you want, you know, there are if you know how to use gelatin, you, it's really easy to make a really nice jelly. Yeah. And jellies are interesting texture. Super popular in Asian cuisine. That gelatinous. Mm. If you don't just look at gelatin as a thing, and especially we look at it generally as a dessert thing, but that but no, gelatinous ham hocks and things. Yeah. And, yeah. Gelatinous, silky mouthfeel yeah. type thing going on, especially in Japanese cuisine, mm. a lot of Asian cuisines. Um, that texture is one of its own. Like yeah. there isn't anything else like that. It's kind of, you know, and look, I'm not talking about going back to the days where, like, if you look at some, and I might bring some in, some really old <clears throat> chef's cookbooks, and everything's covered in aspic. <laughs> like, that's where, that's just weird. Well, right. thank goodness, because my childhood, my dad used to love pressed tongue. Yeah. And he'd get, you know, and, and, and um, yeah, in aspic, he'd get these tongue and he'd cook it up and then chop it up into little pieces and make it. As, is that right? Aspic. Aspic, yeah. And then put some jelly in it and then he'd put it into the press and then he'd slice it all off and want to put it into our lunches. Yeah. My brother Gross. and I were like, not having any of that. Yeah. Just Vegemite sandwich, Dad. Yeah. That's for you. Take that to work. Aspic, yeah, it's not. it wasn't no. a good time. It wasn't a good time. Aspic, the bright green and red cocktail onions <laughs> right <laughs> the, the the uber uber thick custard that you can't get a spoon in in the trifle that is soaked in so much rum that it would make a sailor drunk like those sorts of things I think I'm pleased that time has passed for those yes we are and our children will be uh, forever grateful as well for not having oh a... and the other one is smoked Cod. Now I know there's some really good smoked say, fish I'm the, these at you days. I actually really like cod. But but yes. um. But that orangey, orange, that orange smoked, smoked cod. cod. <laughs> that's <laughs> a, that's probably on my list of like just never can never will. Yeah. The, never you, do that again. It's they go into the you can't polish a turd <laughs> bowl. <laughs> like you can't make them. I don't care who you are. You can't make them good ingredients. Like you just can't. That's a shocker, that stuff. And that's a, that's childhood scarring. But that was, I mean, that was my parents who, you know, we didn't have a lot of money and they wanted to get yeah. fish into our diet and it was the cheapest thing to do. And my mum did a, like, she made a fish pie and it was, you know. Yeah. But I just, I can remember walking into the house after school and as soon as you open the front door, that's what you'd smell and you'd be like, ah. Oh, Jeez, we're gonna have bloody orange fish tonight. <laughs> like it was just. It's just. Uh, it's, it's just, just not terrible, hard, is it? No. no. Now you've got your phone ringing. I know. Just please. I come know. On. I bought it in for one reason only. Yeah. Sort of anyway, so things, we've. But we haven't really achieved anything. But today. You know, no, but I think um, we have decided that another topic's going to be a tutorial for you, and um, on gelatin and. Agar agar, have I pronounced that correctly? Yeah. But um, and uh, and other thickening agents. Yeah, that would be good. And the joy of sometimes looking back at those simple, easy things, particularly this time of the year, like trifle and pavs. Yeah. To share. 
Yeah. And have. A trifle's a good one. I haven't seen a trifle in a long time, actually. I like the idea. I think Nigella Lawson does a really good one. Really, really good one. Because I think it's very... Is it British? Trifle British? I, I'd imagine so. Yeah. I'd imagine so. So... Um, but there's just so many varieties. You can really turn it into something colourful, you know, have a theme. Yeah. Just, yeah, that's why I think it's a great... But it's underrated. People don't often talk about making a trifle yeah. or taking one. Even trifle bowls. You know. Yeah, I think they're, they're still around, aren't they? Yeah, but you can really use anything. But yeah. just to show it off. Well, you, I mean, you could even um, do little individual ones if you wanted to. You can. Might so, be easier to store in your fridge, which we talked about the other yes, day. Yes, particularly in a house that's got a small fridge. But yeah. but these are the things to think about for the weeks and months coming up. Yes. Well, happy cooking and uh, good happy luck cooking, with everyone. your uh, events. Yes. And uh, please bring back the leftovers. That may well be, happen. There won't be any. There's never any leftovers when you go out with them. Now yeah, we'll see what happens. No, there's never any leftovers. They put them in their pockets and take them home, I know. That's what I used to do. So, <laughs> all those years ago. Well, happy cooking, everybody, and thank you, Paul. Thank you, Linda. No, no, thank you, Paul. No, thank you, Linda. No, no, thank you. Oh, God. Thanks for listening. Take care, everybody. Happy cooking. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this podcast as we explore home cooking in a modern world. We'd love you to subscribe, and for more information, please go to our website, cookingwithsteam.com. Mm-hmm.